Hello, crime historians, and welcome back to another episode of A Crime Story. I'm your host, Kaylin Lois, and I'm originally from the United States, but I now live in France. And when I moved here, I just started hearing all these crazy crime stories. So I created this podcast to tell you about international crimes. Today's episode is going to be a little different. First and foremost, I want to apologize for not being able to put out an episode last Wednesday. If you checked my Facebook or Instagram, you'll know that I had to stay in the U.S. for a little bit longer because the flights just kept getting canceled, so I was unable to record, which is why I'm doing a little mini episode today over a art theft, my first nonviolent crime episode. So without further ado, let's just hop into the crime story. You all know her, the most famous portrait in the world, the Mona Lisa. Today, the Mona Lisa hangs in the Louvre in Paris, France, painted by the famous genius Leonardo da Vinci. The Mona Lisa traditionally dates to between 1503 and 1506, but recent scholarship suggests that the painting began as late as 1517. The 30 by 21 inch painting holds the Guinness World Record for the highest known insurance valuation in history at USD $100 million in 1962, which is equivalent to $650 million in 2018. The Mona Lisa, an oil painting, features a portrait of a seated woman with a landscape in the background. The painting has produced many conspiracy theories, and one scholar described it as the best known, the most visited, the most written about, the most sung about, and the most parodied work of art in the world. Why is the Mona Lisa so famous? Some say it's because she was stolen right off the wall of the Louvre in 1911. This episode will discuss that crime story. You have heard me describe the legal system in France in a couple of episodes, so instead of rehashing at it, I will instead start with some facts about art theft. 52% of art theft occurs in the homes of private collectors, and 95% percent of stolen art never returns to its country of origin which is just crazy to me it seems like it's kind of easy to get away with art theft about 50,000 to 100,000 pieces of art are stolen each year with the most art theft occurring in the united kingdom followed by the united states both countries have a art theft crime division in their federal police force The largest art heist in the United States occurred in Boston at the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in 1990 when a estimated $500 million of art was stolen, including three Rembrandts. By the way, if you want to listen to more about this crime story, there's a great podcast called Last Scene, which discusses the heist, and it's a very interesting story. I would encourage you to go listen to it. 
Picasso's are the most stolen art with a staggering 1,147 pieces of his work being stolen. Even the Nazis stole art and there are several interesting books that detail about their thefts and how several famous artworks have never resurfaced. Closely related to art theft is art forgery. Some estimate nearly a third of museum pieces are forgeries. Maybe possibly a future episode I'll talk about this. If the traditional notion holds true, da Vinci started working on the painting in 1503 while in Florence, Italy, which is one of my favorite cities, by the way. Most believe the painting depicts an Italian noblewoman by the name Lisa del Gicondo, but there's a famous alternate theory that suggests the painting is da Vinci in drag or possibly one of his assistants. We know that da Vinci left for Italy in 1513, and the theory points that he took the painting with him. Many believe that the painting to be larger and more elaborate background that da Vinci later trimmed to its current incarnation. Da Vinci experienced paralysis in his right hand in 1517, causing some art historians to explain this as the reason the painting remains unfinished. Dan Brown's book, The Da Vinci Code, caused a resurgence in the popularity of the Mona Lisa. Many now believe the Mona Lisa holds clues to the world's biggest secrets. The most disputed part of the Mona Lisa involves her famous smile. Some investigators state that the Mona Lisa expressions suggests compulsive grinding of her teeth, poor diet, a dysfunctional marriage, deafness, or facial paralysis, and that the look of contentment on her face and a coy placement of her hands indicate pregnancy or a career in prostitution, or even that her teeth had turned black from mercury that was used as a syphilis treatment. Others suggest that she suffered from cross-eyes. Researchers at the University of Amsterdam studied her smile in 2005 using what they called a emotion recognition software. The researchers determined that the woman in the portrait was 83% happy, 9% disgusted, 6% fearful, and 2% angry. Like I stated before, it is believed that da Vinci brought the painting with him to France when the King of France, Francis I, invited him to Amboise. Upon the painter's death, the king claimed ownership either having bought the painting or inherited it. I should note that the painting did not have fame or much value at this point in time. Since the French Revolution, the Mona Lisa has hung in the Louvre except when it was stolen and when Napoleon hung it in his bedroom. Which, how cool is that? Like, how cool would it be to wake up and just see the Mona Lisa right there? Anyway, at the time of the 1911 theft, the painting had not captured the imagination of the public. Clearly a masterpiece, the painting was just another in the long series of portraits that one would see in the museum. Trust me, I know. My father dragged me to every what he calls great museum, and they are great museums across Europe. And I would spend hours looking at these paintings, and I would like create stories about the subjects in the paintings anyway. But the popularity of the Mona Lisa changed in 1911 when newspapers around the world blasted pictures of the painting while covering the art theft of 
the century. At the time of the theft, the Louvre held distinction in being the world's largest building, housing art that held thousands and thousands of paintings. The security, however, remained lax. Prior to the theft, the Louvre received a letter threatening the Mona Lisa, and the museum officials decided to encase the painting in glass. Vincio Perugia handled the job. But later on a hot and humid day, August 21st, someone stole the Mona Lisa right off of the wall, leaving only the glass and the frame behind. Now, today when you go into the Louvre, the Mona Lisa essentially has its own room where too many people cram and crane their necks to see her. A roped-off area exists in front of the painting, and bulletproof glass protects the painting as well. Like most people who visit this Kamat, the painting is a lot smaller than people realize prior to seeing it. In 1911, the painting hung on the wall aside other paintings, making it honestly really easy to grab. Officials did not discover that da Vinci's masterpiece was missing for nearly 26 hours. A painter named Louis Blois, while walking around the Louvre, admiring the paintings, came to view the Mona Lisa, but only saw her for metal pegs. He alerted security, and initially there was confusion as to perhaps maybe the painting had been removed by museum officials in order to take photos of it. But this was not the case, and officials at the Louvre alerted the media and closed the museum and started an investigation. French police did not produce many answers, but they did make some arrests, including a famed painter Pablo Picasso. While innocent of this crime, Pablo Picasso did buy stolen art from known art thieves. For two years, the painting remained missing. Remember, there were no security cameras, and the security team wasn't really up to par in the first place. Six months earlier, a reporter had noted that the loose paintings just hung while Italian museums had bolted their paintings. The press ridiculed the French, but soon a break in the case happened. In November 1913, a art dealer in Florence named Alfredo Guri received communication from a man calling himself Leonardo Vincinio, an obvious alias, offering him the Mona Lisa for 500,000 Italian lire. Jury accepted. The art thief traveled to Florence with the Mona Lisa stuffed in his trunk and then took the painting to an art dealer. Jury convinced the thief to leave the Mona Lisa with him overnight. Instead, Jury alerted the police and the case was solved. So, who stole the Mona Lisa? Vincio Perugia, the man who placed a protective glass over the Mona Lisa. Employed by the Louvre to place glass over several masterpieces, he hid in a broom closet with his two brothers so that they would not be thrown out after closing time. Later that evening, the three men took the Mona Lisa down and out from the frame, and the next day, Perugia hid the painting under his work uniform and simply walked out of the museum when it opened the next day. Pergusia hid the painting in a false bottom trunk in his room for two years. 
The police even interviewed him about a year after the theft, asking him why he had been late to work the morning of the day that the officials discovered the painting was missing. He stated that he had drank too much the previous evening and had slept in to help cure his hangover. The whole time the police interviewed him, they were within feet of the Mona Lisa. Pergusia claimed himself an Italian patriot who believed that France had stolen the treasure from Italy. In a way, Pergusia kind of got what he wanted because after finding the Mona Lisa, the Italians exhibited it in the Uffizi Gallery for two weeks before it returned to the Louvre on January 4th, 1914. Pergugia only spent six months in jail for the crime, and the Italians hailed him as a hero for his patriotism. Since 1914, there have been strange events involving the Mona Lisa. In the 1950s, a man claimed to be in love with the painting, so he cut it with a razor blade in an attempt to steal it. He obviously failed. But after this incident, museum officials put the painting under glass. Again, I guess? <laughs> anyway, in 1956, a Bolivian vandal threw a rock at the Mona Lisa and broke the glass as well as chipped some of the paint off. After this event, officials encased the painting in bulletproof glass. In 1974, a woman tried to spray the painting with red paint to protest poor access to the painting for disabled people. I'm not sure what the logic of this was, but anyway. Finally, in 2009, a Russian woman threw a teacup at the painting because the government denied her request for French citizenship. And clearly, the French got this one right. <laughs> well, folks, that's the story of the Mona Lisa art theft. I really hope you enjoyed this mini episode and my first episode over a non-violent crime. If you would like me to cover more cases like this one, please let me know. You can comment on a crime story Instagram at a crime story pod where I will be posting images from today's story. Or you can even comment on a crime story podcast on Facebook or a crime story pod on Twitter. And my website is a crimestorypodcast.com where you can listen to the podcast as well as read a transcript of today's story underneath the blog tab. Or you can even comment or see additional photos of a crime story podcast on YouTube. I have also started a TikTok under the name A Crime Story Podcast. Make sure to check it out because one of my videos went viral, which is just insane. So if you found the podcast through TikTok, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. If you could please leave a review of the podcast on Apple Podcast and Spotify, it will help others find the show. Also, if you could tell a friend about a crime story, I would greatly appreciate it. There will be a new episode this Wednesday where I will be covering a story from France. You won't want to miss it. A crime story is hosted, created, and written by me, Caitlin Lewis. Sources for today's episode can be found on my website, acrimestorypodcast.com. 
Theme music is by Ross Budgen, and additional story editing is brought to you by my father, Mike. Thank you so much for listening to A Crime Story, and remember to stay safe at home and abroad. Thank you.